Welcome to Already Enough with Kelly Backert. This program is about realizing that you are already enough and nothing outside of yourself can fix you because you aren't broken. This program will help give you the tools to let go of old ideas about life and step into a new way of living. You will hear from experts, be given helpful tools and tips, and much more. Now here's your host, Kelly Backert. Hi, everyone. I'm personal trainer and health coach, Kelly Backert. Welcome to Already Enough. This show is all about how to stop searching for an outward solution to that inner condition and just realizing that you are already enough. Today on my show, I have motivational entrepreneur and athlete, Esther Colinette. She is the founder of You Unleashed and co-founder of Rev Cycle Studio. We are going to be chatting all about this idea of letting go, which is huge, and reclaiming your power and just realizing, just like the name of the show, just realizing that you already are enough. I know if you've been listening to the show, you already know I spent many years not feeling like I was enough and searching for my enoughness in all the wrong places, food, drugs, alcohol, relationships, thinness, money, my work, and none of these things worked. Even when from the outside world's perspective, I'm like, I'm going to do my little air quotes, even though you can't see me. I had it all, right? Not feeling my feelings, not slowing down, not having any fun. It may have looked like something from the outside, but it didn't feel that way to me. What I would do is I would set these goals and then I would reach the goals and then I would never feel like those goals were enough because it was just like a constant search. I know my guest today um, has struggled with the feeling of not being enough as well throughout her life. She's going to share her story and give us some tools to help us in these areas today. It is my privilege to welcome motivational entrepreneur and athlete Esther to the show. Hi, Esther. Hi, how are we doing, Kelly? Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, thanks for being here. I would just love for you to just kind of really just step in and maybe just share you know, if you would, just like maybe your story and maybe some of your story and your, and your with kind of not being enough in that, in all of that stuff that surrounds that. Absolutely. Um, first of all, I really think all of us in this world have this inner voice, the voice that either makes you feel you're not enough or you're an imposter in your life. And that is for everybody. I host goal coaching workshops. Uh, either individual, one-on-one, or in groups. And it's amazing what comes out of those groups or one-on-ones is that truly you are not alone in how you are feeling. It's just that society doesn't allow us to speak that way, correct? Because that will make you feel and sound like you are not good, you're not strong, you're weak. So many of us portray this person that we are truly not, but inside Believe me, we all struggle with the same thing. I struggled um, in every day, either not feeling enough or not being, uh, or feeling an imposter. And I have ways and tools that I share with my clients, and, and I do them myself on how you can control that demon. I call it a demon because that demon, if gone unchecked, will sabotage your dreams. And when I say mm-hmm. dreams, you can hear my voice crack, is what you want with all of your heart. So when you are putting all your heart into something, um, you're working towards that goal. And if you let your demon, your inner voice, go unchecked, unleashed, 
it's not going to let you complete that dream. You're going to be sabotaging your dream from the get-go. Yeah, I agree. I've done that so many times. And I'll, you set out with these great intentions though, right, Esther? Like I, like, um, I would set out with these great intentions and I would even, I would set the goal and I might even fulfill the goal. But then, like you said, that demon, that voice would just say immediately, well, that wasn't good enough. Your race time wasn't good enough. You're, and then, like you said, if I, listen to that voice, I would just sabotage it. Like I just would sabotage mm-hmm. and then continue to sabotage my life. So it's, it is like, so talk to us a little bit about, um, I know I took one of your goal, um, coaching wor- workshops, mm-hmm. which was awesome. I learned so much from it, but just explain, I guess, like with your own, with your own self, like, how do you, how, what do you do with that demon voice? Like, how have you, mm-hmm. how have you been able to, you know, counter that? Absolutely. The first thing one has to do, including myself, what I've done is to one, realize what it is, right? So there's this voice and it happened, uh, especially it got triggered in our childhood. So we were all born with so much love into this world. And then eventually at some point in your life, that smile that you had, that everybody has when you're born, eventually you have that first smile, it, it becomes less of it becomes scarred. It could be that um, at five years old or four years old or even whenever you have that recollection that something happened to you that made you feel less off, made you feel that you had less power, you were unworthy, you were not loved. Uh, For me, um, it happened. uh, I was in elementary school and um, my parents are both European and I was born in Africa and we migrated to South America in Chile so I had to learn a lot of languages very quickly, mm-hmm. Spanish yeah. because we were in Chile, uh, Italian because in our household we spoke Italian, uh, French because my grandparents are French, and English because we were actually put in an in uh, international school. So four languages. Oh, wow. Regardless wow. of the difficulty of learning four languages, regardless of that, my brother and sister handle it like a champ. I was the youngest, and I didn't. Um, and so... I was put in classes um, while well, people are having recess. I was instead in a classroom with my with a teacher, which eventually then I, I you know, much older age, I, I realized she was not a teacher. She was a therapist. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> but, you know, when you're a little kid, you know, you don't know the details <laughs> of who's who you're talking to. And so no. we were playing games uh, and all my friends were outside playing games with kids. And I was with this therapist and I just had it, you know, like, I'm super hyper and I I speak very hyperly with energy and I was a hyper kid and I I knew I was probably driving this, this psychologist or therapist nuts. (laughs) And I told her, looked at her and I said, listen, I just want to play with my friends outside. They were playing soccer and I just wanted to play soccer. And she looked at me and she said, Esther, you can't because you're stupid. And boy, oh boy, did those words just, it hit me uh-huh. like like I hit a, a wall of brick and I could not bounce back. I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. Uh-huh. You know, I, I never thought of that as myself. You know, I, I thought, I didn't think of, you know, you don't think of those things. No, You knew that no. your sister had always straight A's and your brother had straight A's and they didn't study. But here Esther had to study and, and, and I had to like memorize things in order to um, get a C. <laughs> but I just yeah. thought, okay, you know, it's normal. And then... Then she's, then this person of authority, you know, a teacher tells me that I'm stupid and it hit me. Uh, 
it hit me, uh, my confidence, it hit me, you know, with my worth. Um, and then, you know, I was, as I grew up as well, you know, you have things that happen to you. And I was bullied uh, very, very hard by my brother um, who would tell me uh, both emotional things that scarred me and, and also physical. Uh, physical is just, you know, him hitting me with a racket um, mm. or pinning me to the floor and hitting me. Um, and those things scar you. And for oh, yeah. me, the emotional scar of that was that I wasn't loved. I wasn't loved by my parents. And I would never find love because if my parents would love me, then why would they not stop, stop this craziness of this, of this older brother hitting me and telling me that nobody would ever love me? Um, you know, I have, I'm Italian, so I have hairy, hairy legs. Um, if I don't <laughs> wax them. And he would, he would tell me, you would never, nobody's going to love you. You're ugly. Uh, I have a big nose. Mm. I'm Italian too. So, you know, he would tell my nose is so big, it's so ugly, you know, and those things really, really affect you as a young girl um, mm-hmm. or a young boy, but, you know, I'm a girl, so it affected me tremendously feeling that I wasn't special, I wasn't pretty, I wasn't smart, um, and so those things were my holdback. Uh, those are my, my inner voices of not feeling enough, and mm-hmm. um, growing up, um, then eventually you go to college and you get a degree and you, and you start working and all that. Uh, I got into sports. Um, I'm very athletic. I'm very lucky in that regard that uh, my body responds really well with stress loads of exercise. So I found myself. Yes, it does. Oh, I so can where, tell you, everyone listening. I, yes, it does. <laughs> I realized, you know, where is it that I feel like a, a fucking badass? And I felt like I flunked school and that's okay because, I, therefore, became a fucking badass in sports. I, in high school, in college, you know, uh, even now, like, my forte, you know, I excel in sports. And then I use this sports into my career. Um, I had a lot of jobs growing up. And eventually, finding myself in those jobs, found myself where I want to become in my career. And I, and I made fitness my full-time career, but I still had to check my demons, you know, the demons of I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, um, uh, I'm not loved, you know, I'm not worthy. I, all those things that happened to me, I lose my demon, and yet all my lessons in life have brought me to where I am today, though mm-hmm. it is harsh, you know, we all have our harsh stories. Those harsh stories also created my strength. So my strength from those stories is that I defend myself, you know, because I, I had to protect myself. So I'm, I'm a good warrior. <laughs> I, I'm a good warrior. I stand up for myself. I stand up tall and, and like, I'm, I feel like I'm a fucking lion. So yeah, I was bullied by my brother, but the outcome of that is that nobody's going to now bully me again. Like, you know, you learn your lesson and you, and you find your way to fight through it. But I have to always keep my, my demon in check regardless because I was scarred. I am scarred. And uh, the negative is that the bulliness and the positive is that my, my, this weakness made my strength that I will survive in no matter what condition you put me in. So we have mm-hmm. those negatives that eventually made us our strength. The things that I've achieved mm-hmm. in my life are because my, my, my negative traits you know, triggered my positive traits. So I'm very aware of what are those negatives and what are my positives in order to then, therefore, always maintain a leash demon, though it will escape and it has, I can share with you when was the last time it escaped. And then, then learning from that lesson to find a way to never let it leash again in that moment. Yeah. And another thing that that's great about you, because I know, I know you, I know the things that you've created is not only does it 
did it allow you to become that warrior and to achieve all of these things? I think also when you've been bullied or when you've been through trauma like that, you're also more compassionate towards others, which is definitely you as well. You have a compassion to be able to help other people in these areas. So it's interesting that you took something that was trauma that was bad and you took it and you transitioned it into something for the good. And I feel like everybody has the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's very, very uh, interesting because it's true. Like someone has walked the path, you mm-hmm. are susceptible. Um, I, I consider myself someone very emotional and sensitive and in our world, those words are negative for women, right? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I, I love to be sensitive because then I can feel. And um, and I am someone that I'm okay suffering. Like, you know, I'm a good sufferer. That's even a word. And, <laughs> I, and I want the best for other people. Like some people that are like trying to cut corners or that they're stuck in their bullshit. And I call their mm-hmm. bullshit. They think, oh, she's not compassionate. Oh, no, motherfucker. I am compassionate. I just don't want you to stay into this victim role of yours. And I'm not, you know, like I teach uh, spin classes, correct? And I'm not there to like brush and stroke your ego. I'm there to get you to where you need to be. Um, So I, I give like kind of like a tough love (laughs) yeah, because I had to get myself out of my own spot instead of being a victim. Well, no, because you're not allowing it to become a pity party. You're not allowing mm-hmm. that to be a pity party. Like you can have the thought, like I can think, I can sit here right now, Esther, and think, oh, I'm so ugly. Oh, I'm so no good. I'm so big. But that moment that you say to me, or like, I'm not spinning as fast as everybody else in the class and I'm not working as hard. You'll call me out because you're getting me out of that thought. You're getting me out of that pity party. It's not that you don't have compassion for me. You believe in me. That's how I feel like when I'm in one of your classes or I'm being motivated by you. And that's exactly how I do with my own self. So I know exactly what that is. It's just a moment of, hey, stop this now. Yes, that thought has come, but I am not going to allow that to be who I am not that. That is not who I am going to be. And then it's just that push. So you're right. It's a compassion because you understand that that thought is there. It's in all of us, right? Maybe that negative or that self-talk or that old tape that's playing, but you counter it. Mm-hmm. You're countering it with, yes, you might be saying, motherfucker, you got to, you might be yelling it like that. But what <laughs> I hear from, what I hear from you, Esther, is I believe in you. I have faith in mm-hmm. you. Now go get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I what you're believe saying. like my, my why in life is that I am here to inspire others. And by bringing you into the connection phase, right? Like connecting not just with others, but connecting with yourself. Like in order to be a we, there must be a strong I. We cannot, you know, in this era that we are in, it's all about teams and we's and people winning. And it's like, fuck, man, I get it. (laughs) But you got to first start with the I. How can you be talking about the we if your I is fucking weak? And how do you get your I strong? Is that one, let's bring you back the power back to the I. Your worth, mm-hmm. you standing up for yourself, you knowing your weakness and your strength, and when you go under the line, and how to get yourself back up over the line, and then you can help people. It's like the in the airplane, right? The oxygen mask. Every stewardess, uh, every flight attendant, every person serving us on the flight, Southwest, whoever, they are showing us that you first got to help yourself, right? You got to put that mask on your face, and then you give the oxygen to your people next to you. It's the same in life. 
You've got to have mm-hmm. a strong eye. Your oxygen has to be on you before you can help others. And that's the big role in this society is that we all have this, 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 this demon and our role is to leash it so then we can help others leash their own demons. And we are our own test, right? You have to test it on yourself, find ways on how can you live day to day having this inner voice controlled that way you can truly live your dream because not everybody in this world is living their dream. They are trying to either people please, right? We're trying to please mm-hmm. our parents, our coaches, our mentors. So we're truly not doing what we want to do because we are people pleasing or we mm-hmm. say yes to so many things because we're afraid to, oh, what will they think? Fuck, man. Let them think what they think. You've got to do mm-hmm. it for you. You've got to live your life for you. And then we can help I, others. Yeah. You have to be very clear about it too. There's a sense of like, I have, I have just, and it's, it's almost like a, I get very clear. And then with that clarity, like you said, it's, I always have to ask myself, who is that for me? Or is that for somebody else? Like, am I afraid to do something? Cause I'm afraid of someone's judgment or if, like you said, afraid that someone's like what they think of me. I don't ever want to mm-hmm. be held back in this life because of what something, somebody thinks of me. I mean, they're going to think what they want to think regardless. I want to live mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be so disappointed if I'm on my deathbed and I'm going to say, oh, I lived my whole life afraid. That is, my, mm-hmm. that is my one thing. I'm not a big regret person, but I'm going to tell you right now that if I get to a certain age and I think to myself, I don't want to have the regret of not having lived my best life because I was afraid of what I someone else thought. You. Absolutely. And I think the only way for us to like keep hustling and the word hustle, you know, has been very used, but hustling for your dreams is to put things into action. The more we Mm -hmm. are in action, the more we are inspired, the more we are inspired, the more we are crushing our goals, right? Because we have a dream and then our dreams are broken down into goals to get into that dream. And then the more we are expanding is because we are crushing those goals and then those goals become bigger and bigger. And so as we are living, we're expanding into a bigger dream. I agree. But you've got to get into action. I agree. We're going to talk. So Esther, we have a short break we need to take. So let me have you kind of hold that thought about action. And then I want to ask you some other questions about, um, I know you always use the word like armor and I want to talk about that too. So we will have everybody stay tuned and, and we will um, chat with Esther more on the other side of the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. 
If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I felt like that was super quick. I'm so excited to have Esther Colinette here with me. We were just talking before the break about taking action. I'm a big fan of that too. I'm all about kind of when we get stuck in this like helpless feeling or this feeling of maybe I'm not enough. I just, I'm a big proponent of like, let's just, you just got to move. You just got to take the action. I don't know what you feel about this, Ezra, but I have clients all the time. They'll talk to me and they'll start, they'll start setting some goals for themselves and they start out with these great intentions and then two months in, they aren't reaching the goal fast enough or they, they didn't run the race in the time they wanted or blah, blah, blah. Like there's all this like excuses that come and then they just give up. And I'm just like, no, 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 you got to keep going. Like what you may, you seem to be very like motivated like with yourself, but like what do you say to people like that? I'm sure that you've run into, in the fitness world, you've run into people like that where they have these great intentions. They set them. They even set these goals, but then something, something happens and they, and, and it just, it all falls apart kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the first thing when going into a race, so I'm a triathlete and I love to race in three sport events in one day. I've done a couple of Ironmans and uh, I've suffered from that too. Um, in the beginning of my journey as a triathlete, I was setting this goals, really bold goals, I'll podium um, I'll be the first female out of the water, and I'm not even a swimmer. <laughs> uh, so it's like you set all these bold goals, which are great. They're great. Um, they're great. But I, but then I also learned in this five year. I've been doing this for five years as triathlons. I've done three or four per year, and it's that one. I set a a dream for that race uh, for, for the year. Sorry, for the year. And then yes. in that year, I set which is going to be my A race because you cannot A-race all races. Your body can do that. So which mm-hmm. is the race that I'm going to focus and then I'm going to peak physically for that race and then the other ones are fun or whatever. 
then in that in that A race and also my, my B races, I figure out a plan. Is this B race going to be just a training? I'm just going to go for fun. Uh, or in 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 this, in this A race, what's my what is my goal? So, for example, I'm racing in December eighth in the half Ironman Indian Wells, and here's my bold goal: I I going to podium either one to three. <laughs> oh, now look at you, Esther! You said it out loud, so it's totally going to happen. Yes, <laughs> it, yes, right. And if it doesn't, here's the thing. What is my what is my second dream for that race? So here's my, my second dream. I'm going to have an amazing race in the in regards that I am gonna be testing my physical for my cycling because I've been training a lot in cycling. So this race is all about testing my physical endurance on the bike. Um, and I'm putting a time and what I wanna accomplish on that race for that bike course. So I'm putting little little other goals for this race. It's not just the podium. And then on my third goal for this race is that yo, it's a journey. I'm in California. I'm going to love the scenery. I'm going to love mm-hmm. having my husband there with me. Um, it's going to be a vacation time. So there's other components that's going to make this race amazing. So if I don't podium, I've got other things to um, other plans that are also going to be part of this goal. And so regardless of what happens, I know that I'm going to be completely satisfied with my effort on that day because mm. the body, you could be so physically athletic a few days prior to the race and then something happens, you wake up tired or, or you have a GI distress and your race A is into the gutter or you went out too hard the few days prior and your muscles aren't recovered. So, so many things can happen that your goal could get crushed, right? So, you have to have other mm-hmm. little things that are going to be backing you up that no matter what is the outcome, I finished, I, I had fun, I loved it and I'm going to go back to my drawing board and learning my lessons of what happened in that race. Um, now, do you write, or do you write stuff down, Esther? Are you a goal? Like, do totally. you write your goals down or you just keep them all inside like your head? I absolutely write them down. I, I have a specific plan that I want to conquer for this race. I wrote it down. I revisit that. I make sure that I'm on it. So then when I am training and I'm going, let's say to my pool and it's cold outside and I want to jump in the pool and I'm in the parking lot and I'm fucking being a fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> I don't want to swim today. I don't feel like going in. I then go back to like, okay, Esther, why are you here? What mm-hmm. is the outcome of this? Why are, you, why are you putting so much effort into this? And then I get myself motivated to get in. And yo, once you're in the pool, halfway in the swim, you're like, fuck, man, I'm a fucking badass. And when yes. you're down, you're like, fuck, I just finished my swim. You know, and you feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my motivation and you feel like you did it. Goals. Yeah, and yep. that's good. And, and I like how you training. have several of them. I mean, what a cool thing. It really should be about executing and having fun. Like race day, in truth, you've worked your ass off for the past three months. So race day is a celebration of what you've done. You should be going in race day like, yo, I'm a fucking badass. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I got this. And so then things happen, right? But you did the work. You put the you put the work in, and you've got to train for your race. You can't just wake up and do it. Sure, that's the goal. Like not train and do it. Go for it. That's that's your goal. But if you're putting the work, like you've got to be into it. So then the outcome mm-hmm. of the race is actually follows through with your goals. Yes, I feel that way. That's what I do as well. And I think it's just I think it's huge for people though to hear from someone like you. Like here's an example. So. I feel like people, and this was me for a long time, I'm just going to be straight up honest. 
I used to think many years ago, I used to think that like someone like you, I just thought, oh, they just have it. I can't be like them. They just, they're just athletes. I'm not an athlete or whatever it was like, right. They're an entrepreneur. I'm not an entrepreneur. They're this. I'm not in the self-talk. Right. So then I started to Mm -hmm. watch people like you and I was like, Hmm, actually they, they're working really hard at it. I don't know if I thought you guys just woke up this way. I don't even know. <laughs> and, but it was funny because I thought, oh, well, if I work hard, like it's this idea that like, I don't believe that everybody, I believe everybody gets a piece of the pie. Like if you think of something as a pie, everybody gets it. We believe in scarcity consciousness, like this idea that like if you have something, like you're training for a triathlon, you're successful at it, that I can't be. And really, it's the opposite of that. Actually, by you being successful, you open the door for me to be more successful because you know what? I want to do what you do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get tips from you, which is why you're on this show, is giving us tips and tools and motivating us to stay with whatever that is. And maybe it's not a race for us. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's opening our own business. Maybe, I mean, who knows, right? Whatever whatever your goals are. But I like the idea of writing things down as well. I think that that when you are saying something out loud, I think it's powerful. And also having an A, B, C, D. Like, here's my top goal. I'm going to be on the podium. And there's just like such a strong belief, right? And then you have, and I'm going to have fun. And there's, so it's irregardless of if every single one of those is hit, you're putting the effort and it's all laid out for you. I just, I love that because I think that people do, I always say to people, like when they drive up to the gym, like they're dry, like they're getting off work, you know, let's say they're, you know, they're going to the spin studio or wherever they're going and they say, Kelly, I just can't get myself there today. I'm like, okay, just make it, just get yourself inside. Just get yourself. I don't need like, just like, you know what? Just walk inside, just go into the bathroom, like, and then get yourself on the bike. Just get yourself on the bike. Like it's these steps, right? And then once you're on the bike, like you said, once you're in that pool, then it's just go time. And then once you're on that bike and the instructor's there, I mean, you're it's go time. So it is, it's it's having those goals in front of you can be so helpful when you are sitting in the parking lot and you're like, I really don't want to jump in that pool today. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like I'll have these thoughts. I'm not doing it. I'm not. And I have these big conversations with myself. And then and then it's it is, it's one of those moments where you're just like, stop stop. You know, like you would say, stop being a pussy, just go do it. It doesn't need to be a certain way. Cause some people will say, well, that was the worst spin class I've ever done. Or that was the worst run I've ever done. I'm like, it doesn't need to look perfect every single time. Cause that's what happens, right? We think it needs to look perfect every time. And then when it doesn't look perfect every time we give up. Agreed. I think most yeah. people are either they're like brats, you know, like I, I think I was very, you know, my reference of, I don't want to go in the pool today. That's very brat. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm a brat. I'm a big brat. Like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to sweat today. <laughs> I just washed my hair. Like, you know, like <laughs> brat uh, talking in me, but then there's people that are not brats and they're, they're chickens, you know, they're pussies. Like, Oh, I don't know if I can swim. Maybe I'll drown. Or I don't know if I can go to the open water swim. There'll be a shark in, in Baltimore. Uh, you know, like they're, they're like, <laughs> They're, they're chickens, right? Like they're scared of, of their own selves, of their own shadows. And then there's people like, well, I can go because today the weather is this way. And so they're, and, and then, oh, the traffic is going to be this way. And so they're like weather reporting, right? So either you're one of those three <laughs> people when you have an obstacle. Um, and that's what I want to talk about is obstacles. Like when I write my goals down, I also write my obstacles. 
Okay. What is going to hold me back? What are my excuses that are going to hold me back from my goal? And then mm-hmm. that way I am certain now I, I see those, those obstacles and I'm, and I'm aware of them. There, so mm-hmm. that I'm not going to be side blinded by, by them. And then once I'm done with the specific race, um, I can then debrief on what did I learn from this race? What were mm-hmm. my lessons learned? And I do this not just in races, but also in life. Like I run mm-hmm. retreats, uh, fitness retreats. And every time I have a retreat, you know, I, I set my goal, my aim for the retreat. My obstacles are going to be for that retreat. And then once retreat is, is done, I then debrief on myself. What are the lessons that I learned from this retreat? What, what could have I done differently to avoid X, Y, and Z? Or what would I have wanted, uh, what would I wanted to make it more special? How can I improve on this? So we don't ever revisit all these things. We're just going through life without knowing what we're learning. And there are lessons mm-hmm. in everything that we do. I opened mm-hmm. um, a few years ago, uh, my dream, my top dream was to open a cycle studio in Baltimore. And I can put that check box like, fuck, I fucking did it. <laughs> and there are lessons in how I opened that studio. There are lessons all over that journey. And, and I think that as humans, we have to have set our, our goals and our career, our relationships and our lives. And also understand that as we go through this process of life, we are always in the learning of who we are and what we want and what we don't want, right? Like, I realized after those five years that I needed to sell my business because I realized a lot of things that I didn't like. Could I have mm-hmm. continued in that business? Fuck yeah. It was it's very profitable. We were doing so well. But mm-hmm. I knew that, they, that, that that was it for me. And um, I also knew that if I realized that I made a mistake, you know, like let's say five years from now, I could reopen another studio. I did it once. I can do it again. Mm-hmm. But what if you don't know, right? Like, like you've, you've got to put yourself in those risks, you know, and I, I do talk about risks, but you have to take a risk. You cannot live this life in your comfort zone. And, oh, sorry, you can. But then don't complain yeah. to me if when you're in your yes. last breath of yes. death, if you regret not doing anything. So don't, you know, right. do it now. But you've got to take well, a risk. Well, it's this fear of failure. The way. It's the fear of failure. So I know you're going to take this word and go with it. I cannot stand that word failure. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's not, I can't, my, my daughter says it all the time. Oh, mom, I failed at that. It, it drives me nuts. Mm. It's like, no, what did you learn from that? You can always ask yourself, what did you learn from this? Like what, like you said, all, mm-hmm. all, you just said it. You just described all of it. It's, but people will halt themselves because of the fear of failing. I think if we see fear of failing, if we transform it into pride, I failed. Whoa, good for you, right? Like, I am proud of my <laughs> failures. It's like, mm-hmm. good. What else did you fail at today? Versus mm-hmm. if you don't fail, it's because you haven't really tried hard and you're just staying in this very safe, small, comfortable and you are going to keep yourself small but if you're yeah i mean failure as you would ra- positive, that saying, you're gonna go for it yeah it's like the saying that i'd rather if there's like a saying it's i'd rather have tried and failed than not tried at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely I, yeah yeah and like i mean what if you i just can't imagine 
just not trying, like you just, like you said, living that safety, living and just being so afraid. But it is, it's, it's, it's afraid, it's afraid of judgment oftentimes and afraid of what are other people going to think. And I, um, and like I said, and we both talked about this before, like they're going to think what they want to think regardless. So mm-hmm. you just need to go for it. And then they will forget about you. Like, like I think yep. we, we value ourselves so high on what people, other people think. And regardless, uh, the truth is people don't care. <laughs> nope. People don't care about nope. you because they're so concerned about themselves. Well, have you ever been into a gym? So okay. So like those permission. big box gyms. So there's the, those big box gyms. So I used to work um, at a big box gym and I was a trainer mm-hmm. there and I was, it was so funny for me to be the witness. Like when I would look out on the thing, I was, I, oh, and I tell my, I tell people at my studio now, I always say, you know, people are so into themselves. They aren't looking at you. They're too busy looking at their own self in the mirror to be paying attention to what you're doing. And it was so funny to watch that because it would be, you know, we kind of had the big muscular guys and you had the different things. You had such a, it was such a different atmosphere, like different, different things going on, but everybody was focused on themselves. No one was, no one was paying attention to anybody else, but everybody was thinking that they were, everybody was thinking, oh, they're, they're looking at me. They're watching me. I don't, I'm not doing this right. I'm not, you know, and and I was like, no, it's not happening. They're paying way closer, (laughs) more attention to their own self. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's where the whole thing about letting things go, right? Like, like letting, letting shit go because you're not the biggest shit. Like just, just let it go. You got to focus on you. You have to focus on your dreams. And if you're in a relationship or with family, with kids, you got to focus also on the family and the nucleus of the whole Mm -hmm. connection of the well being, and that, that you are truly living to what your heart desires. Like you've got to follow your heart. You've got to follow what you want because they're that then you're you're going to live regretting every single moment that you skipped because of fear yeah and there's always the great thing about life is there's always another chance you wake up the next morning and there's a always there's another day there's another chance to be exactly who you want to be and to achieve everything that you want you always get i always say that to people i'm like it's interesting with life it always gives you another chance you always get another chance to do the right thing or the thing that you want to do. Even if you failed at it tw- or failed, you know, that word. Anyway, if it didn't work out for you 20 times, well, guess what? 21, here we are. Like, that's what I think. I always think about that. There's always another another chance to do to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, every day. Yeah, every day is a whole new day. day. Every day, every and moment. You need to figure out that, right? What, who is, who is that you want to be? Who do you want to truly be? Like, yeah, sure, you can say I'm satisfied with who I am. Great. And then, who is it that you want to? If you get a tweak here and there, like for me, it's always like being kind, having compassion, uh, listening. You know, being able to listen. Like, there's so many things that one can tweak in uh, in every day of our lives in order to keep learning and expanding on who we are. In order yeah, to I then think, help others and as well as yourself. Yep. We have to take another break real quick, Esther. We'll be back, everybody, on the other side of the break. Your life. 
your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Feel free to also send an email to Kelly's Bootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm still here with Esther, which is awesome. And we are talking about so many different things, but I kind of like to take it as one of the things that we kind of talked about talking about. And so I want to make sure that we talk about this idea and we mentioned it before the break of letting go. And I know both Esther and I think that this is so important. Esther just went through something and I'm going to have her talk about it where she talked about how she had the RevCycle studio and that she created this thing and it was just amazing and then now she's in a transition of letting that go and moving in a different direction. And I I don't know about you, Esther, but I compare what you're going through and the transition that you're having almost to my divorce. Like, first of all, so I'll ask you like a bunch of questions and then hopefully we can get to them. But like, how do you know? How do you walk away from something like that? So here's my my thing is, so it's a part of your life, right? It's this but it's it's something that you put so much time in, so much effort into, just like, a, like I mean, it was a relationship for you because you had a relationship because you had a partner, but the relationships with all the people as well, but you put so much into it. And then to let it go, I just kind of want you to talk about like what that is, like what that transition is like and how you do go about letting it go and feeling everything mm-hmm. that goes with that instead of just numbing it out like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it has been like the hardest thing that I've done and um, it's still raw. You know, this happened in April. Uh, the sellout, the buyout was in April 
And uh, as hard as it was, you know, opening the studio in 2014, I opened uh, Rev Cycle Studio, the first indoor cycle studio in Baltimore. And uh, as hard as, as it was transitioning from my other career as a scientist, a researcher, taking a risk to open a business studio, a business on my own, I, I had a risk. And, and here's the biggest mistake that I did was to um, trust my dream with someone else. Um, I partnered with a business partner. I, I knew him from um, going to the big box gyms in Baltimore. He was one of my clients. We didn't have a, a relationship per se. You know, we were, he was just a um, he was a client of mine, and we had coffee. And um, my here's where my demon became unleashed in this uh, aspect is that he uh, is um, an amazing finance uh, director, right? He he worked for for at that time for a big company. Uh, in sales, and so he's a great business person, which, again, here's where I wasn't enough, right? My not enough was that I'm stupid. I, uh, who am I to open a business on my own? I, I'm not, I'm not um, I don't have my math smart. Um, I'm not good with numbers. So I felt like I needed to um, partner up with a, with a partner in opening my dream. So he's not a fitness person, or he has his fitness um, passion in the side, but he doesn't teach classes. You know, he was definitely the finance person. Uh, there mm-hmm. was my, my, my first lesson. If you want something so badly, you've got to do it alone. You've got you, you to believe in yourself. So that's my first lesson. Stand up for yourself. Lesson one, mm-hmm. I learned it. Thank you so much, life. Um, <laughs> lesson two, you know, um, if you do partner up with someone and you're the one who is the creator, uh, it shouldn't be 50-50. <laughs> so lesson yeah. two, if you do want to partner with someone, uh, know your worth. Lesson number two, first lesson was worth. Second lesson was worth. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Listen, I cannot, uh, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to cry over spilled water. I allowed myself to go down this path, right? Um, mm-hmm. He didn't force me to sell Rev. We were both in this, you know, who was going to sell each other out because we realized that we were hitting a wall. Uh, five years in, we had uh, opened a second studio um, and he wanted to pursue opening a third and fourth and fifth and and my dream was never that. My dream was one studio. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to build a studio for the community, for the community, to have a place that everybody felt welcomed, unjudged. And it's more than just spinning. You know, like I do goal coaching. I, I do mm-hmm. retreats. I wanted to bring all that. And, and his vision and mine did not clash. It clashed after, you know, four, four years in when the second studio opened. And the second studio, if you go to it, it's totally different. It's got no, no personality. It's very, very, mm-hmm. like but it doesn't have any of that grit that the first studio had, um, mm-hmm. which I know has completely changed. Uh, so, you know, I created this brand, this brand of grit that everybody is welcome to be in it. But yet when we're in it, we're going to be working hard for you. We want to have, we want the best life for you and we're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. This way, which mm-hmm. would be that everybody is loved and welcome supported. And that when we're done mm-hmm. in class, we're chit-chatting, we're going for coffee, we're doing goal coaching, retreats, we're connecting. So mm-hmm. definitely the, our path, where he wanted uh, more studios for him meant more revenue, right? For me, mm-hmm. uh, more studios meant that you will then have to spread yourself out thinner, and you cannot be into studios at the same time. The quality goes down, the connection goes down, then you're just becoming a Starbucks, you know, a revolving door versus mm-hmm. quality. And with me, of who I am, I'm all about quality versus quantity. I am more about mm-hmm. less is more, because mm-hmm. that's my passion. That's my, my method in life. But for him, since he's all about money and finance, more is better. Quantity is better than quality. So 
he wanted to have more studios, and that's where we hit the wall. And uh, mm-hmm. in 2018, a whole year of who was going to sell it, who was going to buy out. It was him first leaving, then it was me, then it was back and forward, back and forward. It was extremely stressful time. And it's funny because I was bullied by my brother. And mm-hmm. in 2018, I was bullied by my business partner. Mm-hmm. So it's just ironic how you allow yourself to be in the situation and myself, the only way to regain my power back, it was mm-hmm. to sell the business and just to walk away mm-hmm. and begin again, exactly back into a new dream. My next dream, if I could do it once, I'll do it again. I've, I'm, I'm lear- I've learned a lot. And, uh, and how do I let that go? Is I give myself permission to tell myself, Esther, you're, you did what you, what you were set to do. You opened um, a studio mm-hmm. and it was fucking successful. Mm-hmm. You did that. You were the creator. You trained every instructor in that podium. You, you created the stars. You brought them there. You kept them there. You trained them and you always were the one selecting the new people. It's done. You did mm-hmm. it. it. It's time to walk away. And if you want to open another one on your own, now you've, you've got the lessons you've learned and you can do it again. So that's how mm-hmm. I let it go. Because my yeah. health was way more important than being the co-owner of Recycle Studio. My health, my life, my well-being was so more important than being bullied by a motherfucker. Well, yeah, and being, but you were, what happened to you between, with the, with the back and the forth and the back and the forth, but what happened is through all of that, like how you're talking about, like allowing yourself to kind of be bullied and lie, you rose up. You did exactly what you preach on the podium, Esther. You rose up and you, like you said, you reclaimed your power, but there was this warrior and this bravery because you know what? Walking away from something like that, because I've had to walk away from something similar, not, not exactly like that, but it becomes your identity And it's very scary because you don't know what you're going to do. And maybe you didn't have this feeling, but I know I did because I had a job for a long time. And I remember it was very scary for me to walk away from that job because I thought that that's who I was. I thought if or or in in my marriage, I thought, well, I'm his wife. Um, This is our family. If I walk away from him, who will I be? And I think a lot of people listening can, they're hearing this and they're thinking, that's me. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's they're connected to um, looking a certain way. And if they don't look a certain way, then who are they? Like there's, there's so many things like, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like we, we get caught up in that, like this idea of like, who, like, so you were brave enough to say, I'm Esther. It doesn't matter. Like you said, I built this. It's amazing. Look at this community. Look at these instructors. Look at what I've done. But it doesn't define me. I get to choose again. I get to be, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do, I mean, everything that you're doing, the goal coaching, the, the, um, all the different things that you're doing now. And we'll talk about those in just a second, but making, making that decision and walking away, that's the, the, the interesting part about it is, is that you were, you did exactly what you preach on the podium. It was, so it's interesting how it all kind of, like you didn't want to walk away and there's so much sadness there and there's so much, you know, all that work and all those things that you did. It felt like with, with my divorce too and with my other job. But then I, because I, I created a lot of programs at this job and I worked extremely hard and that was my work. 
And I thought that's my work. And I would get all caught up. And then I thought that is bullshit. That is not yours. You do not, you get to walk away and you get to go do all these other things. And that's, and that's what, I mean, I just needed to say that because I felt like that's what you did. And that's what other people need to hear that they too can be brave enough to walk away from something that's toxic or that isn't serving them. Yeah, it's like, you know, the same time this was happening, you know, the final decision of who was going to buy out who, um, you know, in December of 2018, it, I was actually leaving for vacation and the final thing was like, nope, I'm going to buy you. You know, when I get back to vacation, I'm going to buy you. And then in that vacation, he was just sending me all these like super like emails of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what you're saying. Um, like saying that I'm not an entrepreneur, that I'm not smart, like, wow. Mm. And then when I came back, like, and then he was like saying, well, if you buy me out, I'm going to still stay in payroll because I don't trust you being able to, because um, we have a lot of loans uh, that he did on the side right. <laughs> uh, that I wasn't aware of. And uh, before he would step out, that loans had to be paid off, even though they were on his name, not on the company, but regardless, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in payroll. So those loans are paid off. And I'm like, so even if I, even if I buy him out, this guy's still going to be at Rev for I don't know how many more years. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't do that. I, so I, I, I was like, here's January of this year, of 2019. I go, I, I can't do that. I cannot do it. I cannot. <laughs> this is just not the right way. And that was it for me. I was like, you know what? You keep the business. I, there's so much more that I can do in my life. As this is just not how I was envisioning this to be. And yeah, so many lessons learned. Um, And so when I, when I, you know, the buyout was done, oh my gosh, it was so painful. I would wake up every day for that first week Mm -hmm. in tears, in Mm -hmm. tears of what have I done? You know, like Mm -hmm. my first Thursday that, uh, you know, I teach at 6 a.m. on Thursday in Mm -hmm. tears when the alarm was off, you know, it was set (laughs) to program. I go, oh, and I'm not teaching today. And um, yeah. listen, I had to purge every day to make sure that I, I remember why I decided mm-hmm. to make this choice. I had to purge. I had to be true, truthful with myself um, to make sure that I understood exactly why I made that choice. And yeah. just in that moment, my dog got cancer on her tail and we had to wow. amputate her tail. And okay. if you know me, I don't, mm. I don't amputate tails or ears. You know, my dog is born the way they are. Yeah. Um, and so it was so horrible, but yet my dog was going through the same thing in a different way. She had something toxic that was growing. Yes. And we and had, it had to, to amputate to her tail. And it's the Esther, same thing I have my to life. cut you off. This was toxic. I have to totally cut oh. you off because we have like very few seconds left, but I want you to mention real quick since we have to go, which is terrible, but We'll mention to people how they would reach out to you, like through Instagram, through email. Shout out some of your information right now. If anybody wants to do any of your um, your workshops or anything, how would they find you? Absolutely. The uh, best way is the uh, website. Um, you can go through You Unleashed. And also then when you're in You Unleashed, you'll see that there's my Instagram Instagram is eColinetti, and we have a Guatemala trip coming up in February 15th to the 22nd with spinning and goal coaching and working with a preschool. So we're going to be volunteering as well. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a great Friday. Thank you for listening to Already Enough. 
You can join Kelly Backard again for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we speak again, what can you let go of this week to realize you are already enough?